part of Lockdown Network. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Matt Moore. Uh, sorry for this episode being so late in the week. Adam and I had plans to record an episode for Wednesday, but uh, there were some circumstances that happened and that was not possible. Uh, and then a lot of things have been happening that I've been kind of waiting to see how they shook out, worked on a story that's up at Action Network that you can read. Uh, but I'll talk about it here as well on Locked on Nuggets. So today I'm going to talk mostly about that, about what the plans are for the NBA to return. There's a big Board of Governors meeting on Friday. We will probably not have an answer on what's going to happen, but we will be able to find out more probably next week in terms of a concrete answer for how the season will restart. And when the season does restart, you're going to want to have yourself some Built Bars to snack on while you're watching the games. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com slash LockedOn. You can get all sorts of promos on there, including a $10 off your first order. Check it out at BuiltBar.com. So here's where the NBA stands right now. If you are an online person, you've probably read Kevin O'Connor's article on the ringer that talks about the group play concept. My first reaction was a lot of skepticism when Kevin posted that. Not that Kevin's reporting was suspect because it's not. Kevin's got great sources, but instead that is this actually going to happen. Uh, the answer is probably no based off of what I've been told, but it's going to be kind of tight. Um, there are a number of options on the table for the Board of Governors on Friday. These are some of them. This is not the, in, the entirety of the option set. The NBA is trying to distill it down into basically like a multiple choice poll. And they'll poll the Board of Governors and each team's owner will weigh in and vote. And then that'll be done. Uh, and they'll decide like how they want to do it. It may be down to two options by Friday. It may be still four or five. Here's kind of how they rank and, and where it goes. The first option is the normal schedule. So they bring all 30 teams to the bubble in Orlando or split it between Orlando and somewhere else. But right now it's just Orlando is all I've heard. Vegas is out from at least right now. Um, they finish either the entire regular season, which there's not enough time for, or they truncate it and just do like five, six games, boost up the revenue, and then start the playoffs based off of those five, six games. Scheduling would be a nightmare because if you randomly do the schedule, if you just like pump all the teams in, it's just going to be like a random assortment of five games. Well, the Pelicans are going to pitch a fit because they had the easiest remaining schedule. Um, and if they don't end up with the easiest remaining schedule, they're going to be pretty miffed. If the Grizzlies wind up with a super easy schedule, the Pelicans are going to be miffed because the Grizzlies have the toughest remaining schedule. Not to mention the fact that Damian Lillard's already come out and said, I don't want to come back if there's nothing for us to play for. So they can't catch. If you give them five to six games, the Grizzlies have a three and a half games lead on the Pelicans and the Blazers. They can't catch in that time. Like the, the Grizzlies aren't going to go 0 and 5, right? And if they do, that'd be, that's because you've slid them against five really good teams and then you've screwed over Memphis. This doesn't seem plausible in any scenario. I've just listed to you all like the competitive reasons. There's also just the simple matter of if you're trying to contain a virus that spreads person to person, and the key thing is you want to limit personnel, you don't bring 30 teams of 50 people to the same complex. Just that's not what you do. So I don't see any scenario in which all 30 teams are involved. So we go to the next option. Okay. Option B. All right. We're just going to do the normal schedule, but we're just going to chop off the regular season. So the Grizzlies are eight. And we're calling it. We got the we got the 16 playoff teams. 
hey, if you didn't make it, tough luck to you, we're going in. This still probably has a pretty decent chance of making it because it's the simplest option. This is the option that's that most people, not most people, a lot of people really gravitate towards because it's the simplest. They don't want to overcomplicate something in the middle of a pandemic. So they want it to be very direct and simple, and this is the easiest way to do that. So they go ahead and they take all of these options and they distill them down into just, all right, we're just going to start the playoffs. Full seven-game series. They roll right on through. Crown a champion. You know, they're the least asterisk talk that you're going to find and it's done. The problem with this plan one, if we're going to be real, the biggest problem is the money. So if they do this, they lose, they get no regular season money back. They don't get anything from the media companies in terms of what they lost when they shut down the season. Um, they lose a whole bunch of opportunities to make more money all of these things are bad because the NBA owners have taken a bath. There are some guys that are rich enough to where they don't care. There are some teams that care very much. And if you're wondering if Tillman Fertitta is one of those teams, you are absolutely correct. Tillman Fertitta, well, I am assuming, based off of everything I know of Tillman Fertitta, he's probably pushing for something that's going to recoup the most revenue possible. I would probably imagine that Stan Kroenke is amongst that group as well. Sorry, Josh Kroenke, since he's the one that technically owns the team. Um, so Josh Kroenke with his dad, like they're probably going to lean towards wanting the revenue back. I mean, the Nuggets took a bath this year with the TV deal anyway, with the disaster, the buckle with Comcast. So they could really use the scratch. So adding more teams in is probably uh, a reasonable answer there. Um which is why you have suggestions for the alternatives. Let's get a little bit more radical. All right, so we're not going to have all 30 teams. We're not going to do anything super radical, but what we're going to do is we're going to have a play-in, and we're going to take the next four teams that are, in terms of record, behind the Grizzlies. Oh, hey, look at that. They're all in the Western Conference. Oh, hey, look at that. It includes Damian Lillard and, and Zion Williamson. Oh, what do you know? What a coinkadink. And we're going to have ourselves a play-in tournament for the 7th and 8th spots in both conferences. So you put the Magic, the Nets, uh, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Kings, and the Spurs. And you put them in a, in a tournament in a single elimination tournament. However, you probably bracket them by, by record, right? Um, you put them into a tournament, they play it out and you play for the seventh and eighth seed. Whoever wins it gets like the seventh seed in the East. Whoever loses, uh, gets the seventh seed in the West or whoever gets second gets seventh seed in the West. And then so far as so on and so forth. Um, if you're wondering, is this just a ploy to get more games and get Zion in? Yes. Like this is the easiest way to address both issues. You get more games. Now, not a ton, but you get a few more games. You get eight more games of single elimination. If you want to drag it out, you could do like three game series. I think that's a little bit much. I don't think they have time for that, but that's how you would do it. It's like three game series. You knock it out, get to that playoffs uh, set up. And that way you can also run like a test run, right? Like you take those eight teams and you put them into a playoff environment in the bubble. And that way you don't have 16 teams in the bubble. You just have the eight, you test it, you see how it works and you go from there. It allows you to work out the bugs, essentially. Uh, it gets a little bit more revenue back. It gets a chance for Zion Williamson and Damian Lillard to get in. 
if you are curious as to like, isn't this really messed up that the NBA is basically structuring its rules just to get Zion in because of the ratings draw? Yes, it is pretty messed up, but I've been told by multiple people that this is something that they've heard a lot, like from people that are not public facing league people is that like, yeah, they want to get, they want to get Zion in. Um, now there's a risk there, which is look, if it's the seventh and eighth seed and the magic and the nets and the Spurs and the Kings win, that's a debacle. Like that's a disaster. You've just now costed the Grizzlies a playoff spot that they had locked up and you don't get Zion in and you don't get Damon. That's the funniest outcome, but also like a really bad one in the league's eyes. When we come back, we're going to talk about group play and how this would have impacted the Nuggets. Obviously, and throughout these other scenarios, the Nuggets are the three seed and they would stay where they are. We'll talk more about the group play concept when we come back, as well as some other options for who the Nuggets might play when we return on Locked on Nuggets. Hey guys, real quick, I want to talk to you about Built Bar, sponsors of our show. Such a great product. Uh, like I've been mentioning, I've been absolutely killing it, losing weight uh, during the pandemic. It's been really great for my health uh, because I needed to channel all that stress somewhere. And afterwards, I'm pretty worn out and I need something to recharge me. And that's why I'm munching on Built Bars. 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, and 8 chocolate nut free flavors. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, and 3 grams of net carbs. Those are the peanut butter brownie ones, which are my personal favorites. You get to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, and they're great if you're being health conscious. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Back here on Locked On Nuggets, Matt Moore joining you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. I really appreciate it. So let's talk about the group play concert. Uh, Kevin O'Connor reported this first thing back on Monday. And like I said, I thought at the time, I was like, there's no way. Like This is just one of the lot of answers that they're throwing out there. There's probably nothing to it. I was told this week by multiple executives that they think there is a better than 60% chance that this thing passes. Now, that sounds like a really big headline. And the reason that I'm not blasting that out to the world is there's a lot of executives that don't feel that way. Um, I've talked to several executives. I don't have like enough to be like, oh, here's like a big poll. Like I don't have that big of a sample. But the executives I've talked to, a lot of them have said, no, I don't think there's enough support for it. Um, and that's going to be the biggest drawback for this plan is like getting people to go for something this radical is going to be tough. It was it would be tough in a normal year, and I think that the pandemic situation actually means that they want something reliable that they can trust, and that's why I think it's got a very low chance of passing. It is a pretty interesting idea the more I dug into it, though. So here's how it works. Um, O'Connor wrote the details of it. This is how it was explained to me. It's called Playoffs Plus, which basically means that it's like the playoffs plus another thing in order to determine the playoffs. 
This system does a number of things the league wants. It generates revenue by increasing the number of games because you have pool play. It adds a little bit of chaos because there is a possibility of good teams being knocked out and those stakes are really, really important and really interesting. It gives the lower rung teams a chance to go on a run if they had that they are denied otherwise by there not being the end of a regular season. It allows for the possibility of Zion Williamson and or Dame Lillard to get into the NBA playoffs. Uh, and it still protects a sense of tier responsibility in terms of the best teams are still going to have an advantage. Um, they break everybody into these tiers. Tier one is like is tier one. There's there's four uh, brackets of five. So tier ones are Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, Raptors. Um, that's the four, and then. Tier two is Denver, Boston, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, on and on. And they break them into it, and you only have one team per tier. So Denver's not going to have to face two ones or two, two or another two. They'll only have one team that's above them and one team that's below them. There's been no determination yet as to how they slot those. There's been no determination yet as to what that means for seeding. It isn't there's been no determination in terms of how it impacts the draft, the lottery and the draft odds or draft placements, which that's a big concern for a lot of these teams. Um, they actually are really concerned. They're like, I'm okay with this, but what's the draft thing going to be? So the reason that this could work out great for Denver is let's say that they do a random draw. Let's say they randomly determine and they just distribute them by computer. Okay. There is a possibility, a slight one, but a possibility that uh, Denver ends up with Toronto, the Pacers, the Jazz, or the Mavericks, um, and then like the Kings or the Nets or the Spurs. Like that's a realistic thing that that could happen and the Nuggets would have an absolutely great chance coming out of that. Now, the reason this could not work in the Nuggets' favor is... I was told by, by people that think of such things. The concern is twofold. One, you wind up in uh, Lakers. Like you wind up in like Lakers, uh, Rockets. With like Celtics. Um, Celtics would be a two, but like Lakers, Rockets. You know, Sixers. um Pelicans, because they give them a lot of trouble, like those teams wind up in Denver's bracket. And then it's like, you're in a nightmare. The other thing here is just, look, um, Yusuf Nurkic has had time to get completely recovered from his broken leg. He was already on track to return. He suffered a, a setback before All-Star and that put him back out. He was closing in on being able to play before the end of the season. He's definitely going to be available now. Uh, Zach Collins is back too. The Blazers are going to be better and healthier than they were. Now, I still think that they're going to suck because that team's not very good. But if Dame gets hot, if Dame just gets supernova, even though I like Denver's chances of getting past him, even if Denver beats Portland, if they beat him twice, but they wind up in a bad bracket and Jokic has an off game or whatever, like there's a real possibility that the Blazers slip by Denver. Like That can happen. You spent the entire year and you finished 43 and 22 and the Blazers finished 29 and 37, and yet the Blazers can get in over you. If you wind up, like, if they split with the Lakers, who they played tough, 
and the Lakers beat the Nuggets twice. Like, they play every team twice in this concept. This could work out really badly for Denver. Like, it could just work out disastrous, and it could very likely mean that they don't make the bracket at all. Now, the NBA is going to pitch in this concept. Like, it's all the playoffs. This is playoffs plus. Like, it's all the postseason. You're all still playing after the conclusion of the regular season. But it's not going to feel like that. You don't make the tournament, and you're not going to... If you don't get into a seven-game series, you're not going to feel like that. So, and there's also the question of, like, okay, so if the Blazers finish... Like, let's say that the Nuggets win their bracket, and the team above them was the Clippers or the Lakers, and then that team actually gets second. Okay, does Denver get then seeded as the number one seed or are they below them because they were in regular season? There's all these questions of like, what happens if you win? That still haven't really been explained. The NBA is going to have answers on this and they'll probably be out before the end of the week. But that's like where this stands. Um, The argument for this actually getting passed is that the league really likes it. Like this has a lot of backing from the league. That's what I've heard is like, is like, Adam Silver, even though Adam Silver is going to be like, well, you know, we're going to talk to the teams and he's going to be patient and he's going to be thought like he's not going to drive through what he wants. But this is the idea that they think best accomplishes all the goals. It gives the teams that are out of the playoffs a chance to catch. Um, It gives um, still an opportunity for the good teams to just like win and do their thing and handle it and everything is fine. There's all these like options for them to be able to, to make it to to get everything that they want, uh, the ideal scenario for them is Zion makes it in, Dame makes it in, they knock out some of the lesser teams, and then we've got eight. This produces eight teams, and those eight teams are like Lakers, Clippers, um, Bucks, Celtics, you know, Heat, Sixers, um, probably Rockets. Like Denver's not included in that, right? And then like Zion, like you want like the wild card. Um, the owners are going to be really interesting on this because a lot of the teams, here's how it basically breaks down. The teams that are lottery dwellers that are at the bottom, my understanding is that most of them are going to be fine with this proposal. That if this is what the league backs, even if they're like, well, we'd like to play, even if the league uh, backs, if the league backs this plan and there's enough support for it, they're not going to stand in the way of it. Like the lottery dwellers are like, ah, we don't have to come back. All right, fine. Most of the teams are in that position. They're not like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, The bubble teams, obviously, in the West, like those four teams, the Spurs, the Kings, the Blazers, the Pelicans, they're all yeses because this gets them a chance to actually make the playoffs. And without it, they're not. They're going home. That's it. It's over. Um, You can count on a hard no from, well, okay, so Memphis is a tough one. And I don't know if it is for certain. I haven't checked in with people there. But Memphis is a tough one to, to ask about because... Memphis is a market that needs that money. Like, that's pretty obvious. Like, Robert Perez should be like, yeah, we need we need the revenue. Like, this is devastating. We need the revenue. Um, and so he should back that plan. But by backing it, he's inherently working against his own team's interest in that there's every chance that they just don't make the playoffs. My personal thought is, like, the Grizzlies are so young and so good that, like, they'll be back. And they should risk it. Like, this still gets them into playoff plus. They were, Everyone will remember that they were the eighth seed. Like, it'll get remembered. Like, they should have made the playoffs if they kept it regular. And this makes up some of the money, and it gets them a chance to prove themselves. I think that's a really good—I think it's a pretty good concept all around. 
Um, the mid-tier teams are the ones that are going to object the most. So, not the mid, like the mid-tier and top. If you're a top six team in either conference, this is probably a no for you because you're just opening up the possibility that you don't make the bracket. And that's really bad. Like the Bucks are just going to be like, no, no. The Bucks are a hard no. The Raptors are a hard no. The Celtics are a hard no. The Heat are a hard no. The Pacers, the market plays a role there and they're probably a no, but they're still probably a no. The pay, the Sixers are a no. Like those six teams are, are basically like, why would we do this? Because in the East, it's like, it's much easier. Like if you're the Bucks, you'd rather play the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat, the Pacers, or the Sixers than the Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Lakers. You don't want to end up with those teams in your bracket. It's a possibility you could. Um, and if you were the Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, Sixers, you're like, no, no, thanks. I'm good. I only have to worry about Milwaukee. If I can get past Milwaukee, I know I can make the finals. So they have no interest in doing that. Um, the West is a little bit more complicated. Because for teams like the Nuggets, there's a real thought here of it could work out better for them. It could work out way worse. But it's also like, if you don't like the bracket you were going to be in, this might get you out of it. Like You just might wind up with a much better bracket. And that's you know definitely possible. I think if you're Utah... You know, looking at, at playing OKC in the first round matchup, or if they go to straight 16, which we'll talk about in the last segment, you're definitely like, nope, I want out. Nope, nope, nope. I don't want to play Houston ever. Nope, nope, nope. Like, I'll do whatever to get out of that. So they're, I think, a little bit more up in the air. But if like, you're the Mavericks, you're like, absolutely not. The Mavericks have got to be like, no. Like, the Mavericks have got to be a hard no. They have a playoff spot right now. They're way more in danger if they enter into group play. They're way more vulnerable in that scenario. So there's like a lot of game theory that goes on with this. But again, the types of owners are going to play a big role in this. You know, the Bulls would be ex- would be excluded from this because they just don't care about the East. Um, they would be excluded from this and all other possibilities that aren't all 30 teams play. But Reisendorf is just going to be like, whatever gets us the most money. Like, if you tell Reisendorf, you don't have to spend any money on your team because you don't have to travel, you don't have costs, expenses, etc., but you get all the extra revenue that you would have lost been at a zero if they just go to the playoffs, you get this extra money. Well, Reisendorf's going to go for that. Like, that's just what he's probably going to go for. Um, but this is speculative. This is the big key. And I will say, in a lot of instances, I found that the executives and people in the front office are not in line with the owners. There's owners that like the proposal because they want the money, and the teams are like, no, man, come on. Like, we're, we're putting a playoff spot at risk here and vice versa there's spots where the team's like you know what i kind of like this concept like it could work out better for us like this might be the best thing for us and the owner's like no i don't like it it's not like this is too weird and gimmicky so the votes are gonna be very very interesting on that there is another option here uh, i wanted to throw in which is of course uh the one through 16 straight seating this one has like a lot of conversation about it um and there's also like mixed in with this is the one through 16. What I've heard a lot is two, two proposals combined. You play one through, you do, you seed one through 16 to try it out and you play a smaller play in for the eighth seed. So instead of it just being, instead of taking both conferences and adding everybody in, you just put Grizzlies, Pelicans, um, Blazers, Kings 
into a smaller four-team tournament, and the winner of that gets the eighth seed. Which would be pretty hilarious, because the Spurs are uh, a half game back of the Kings, and you'd be excluding them just because they're the Spurs, which is pretty funny. Um, it's going to be a hard sell because of that, but that's not like a possibility. The, the 16 thing is... Look, it's really popular with the West, and it's really unpopular with the East. I don't see any way that 16 gets approved. Straight 16. I don't see any way that straight 16 seeding gets approved. Because the West is all in favor of it. That's a straight 15-0 across the board, and the East is completely against it, 15-0. I can't imagine any East team. There's no financial incentive here. Like This is the key. Unless you present a financial incentive, no team is going to act against its interests. There won't be a push for what's like best for the league or seizing this moment. I even if Adam Silver's behind it, I don't think he's going to get it. I cannot see that happening. So, given that, I think the most likely scenario is that the Denver Nuggets are going to play the Houston Rockets in a traditional Western Conference playoff format. We'll talk a little bit more about what Nuggets fans should be rooting for and other things that I've kind of learned this week. When we come back on. What I love about podcasts is how you get information really directly in a way that I can process. I'm really better at audio listening and learning, and that's why I'm a subscriber to Blinkist, who's one of our sponsors for today. Uh, it's absolutely awesome. It's hard to find time to sit down and, and read <laughs> and learn more. Uh, and when you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development, and that's definitely how my life is. Yeah, I'm watching games. I'm doing uh, film analysis. I'm on Twitter, obviously, a lot. Uh, I'm at games. I'm breaking down stuff. I need a way for me to be able to process other stuff because I have a lot of interest, and that's why Blinkist is perfect for me. There are audio segments that you can read or listen, and in just 15 minutes, you can process them and get the understanding of what a text is about. It helps open the door to stuff that you want to learn more about. Um, I did one on Plato and tour through the Republic, and it really helped guide kind of my thinking on it. I talked about that. I did one on everything is by Mark Manson, which is a really interesting book on kind of like psychology. Um, I did one on Ray Kurzweil's Spiritual Machines, which uh, I got into really heavy in college and have kind of returned to now that artificial intelligence is a much bigger deal. All these concepts are stuff that you can find on Blinkist. Successful people, business leaders are well known for reading lots of books and Blinkist is made for busy people like you that want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now and it's got a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health to history books. Blinkist is the latest titles from bestsellers as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read. And right now, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want for one low price. For a limited time, Blinkist is a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA and try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA.
final segment here on Locked On Nuggets, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code Locked On to get ten dollars off your first order. So let's talk about um, the kind of other things that I've heard about the situation. So this is all like the context of how this stuff can happen. Here's kind of the timeline. There's some sense that because of their inability to sell on a uh, concept that's being pushed back slightly, July 21st is a date that's been floating around for about 10 days now. And I heard that from some folks that know some folks. And then I heard that from some folks that know. So I asked about it and was like, yeah, this is kind of what, what we're hearing is, is July 21st is being talked about as the start of the season. Now, there's been some conversation that may get moved back until August, which is crazy. Like they are up against football in this scenario. Like they are up against it. That means that like if the playoffs take you two months, that means that you are stark in the middle of the NBA, like Western Conference second round. If you go this route, second round um, is like when football starts. That's going to be a disaster. It's just like no network is going to be, is going to, no network will ever bump, ever bump an NFL game for an NBA game. And no one will watch it besides the NBA diehards. Like you're losing a huge opportunity there if you do not get this thing out sooner. And I know that's only like a few days, but it's really huge. It was going to be the conclusion of September anyway. Like the season, the playoffs are going to go into September anyway, but it's a matter of like, how much are you digging into that? Um, but that's that's the reality of kind of where we're at is they're going to start in July or August and they're going to go through September and then they'll have the draft and then free agency is going to be October 1st is what's been talked about. Um, I don't know how they're going to manage it, but we'll see what they figure out. You know, I think going to the playoff plus format allows them to get through things quicker. It really does. If, if teams are playing every other day, it allows you to get through this stuff a lot faster and then chew through it and you know, get down to eight teams, you play the semifinals in, you know, like the second week of August, right? As NFL preseason is starting, you're into the semifinals, like right before the start of the NFL season, and then you can just crank through. But it's going to be tight either way. Um, a couple other things that I've, I've kind of heard. One, there's a lot of concern from executives about how bad this is going to be in terms of the basketball. Now, everybody's going to be okay with it because we've been out without sports for three months now, and that's a long time for this country to go without sports. Um, so it's true. The ratings will be great and we'll all be very appreciative, but the basketball is going to be pretty bad. I was kind of shocked because I was like, well, they're still like, you know, they only stopped playing like a little while ago and they were in rhythm and like it's not starting completely over. And an executive was like, Matt, they've, they've had the same amount of time that they always have off. Like they have off July, August, September, and then they start again. Like this is, if you're a finals team, this is the same gap. Our teams is crisp when they win the finals on October, whatever, when the season starts. And I was like, no, he's like, yeah, that's, that's the reality. Um, so there's a lot of concern about bad basketball. That's one reason why there's a large sentiment from executives against the idea of including all 30 teams because it's one thing when you have bad basketball from good teams. It's another when you have bad basketball from bad teams. Nobody wants to see Suns Bulls after a three-month layoff. It's going to be rough enough. Uh, on the Nuggets front, I will say, I don't know if this has been reported. Cosmider or Harrison Wind, I would imagine, have reported this by now. 
But Jokic has been uh, in the building. He's been at the facility. He has done training. And apparently all the jokes about how Joker has gained like 50 pounds and looks like garbage, that uh, those concerns were unjustified as apparently he looks great that they've gotten creative and managed to um, keep him in shape. And he looks really good as does Jamal Murray. So the, there is good news on that front. Um, the nuggets in terms of what they should prefer for these formats. I still think the one through 16 is clearly the best option, but I also don't think it's reasonable. I cannot see it occurring. I do not think that that's going to happen. Uh, I also do not personally think that a play-in system is probably in the Nuggets' best interest either. Like, they're the three. Um, it's not really going to affect them because no team is really going to get is going to be able to catch them. Like, the Clippers will beat whoever makes it into the seven, and the Lakers will beat whoever makes it into the other, right? So there's not really a big impact there. But look, let me put it this way. If Damian Lillard knocks off the Clippers, that is that means that Damian Lillard is hotter than a supernova and the Blazers look great and all of a sudden a different team. And now you got to be concerned because that team, you know, did beat Denver last year. So, like, that's an issue. Or if it's the Pelicans and, like, Zion Williamson is just wrecking worlds and they can't do anything with them, um, then that's a concern, too, because Lord knows the Pelicans absolutely whipped the Nuggets this season. So that's an issue as well. You know, so any scenario where there's like more options, I think the instability, there's more teams that can beat Denver, which I think is a concern. The pool play concept, I go back and forth on. Because like I said, like, like, what if it just struck perfectly? Like this opens the door. It depends on what you're most concerned about. Like, do you want, do you want the safest possible result where the Nuggets go the furthest? Or do you want the highest upside where the Nuggets go the most that they can. Like what I mean by that is if we stick with the traditional format, the Nuggets will, I think will beat the Rockets. It's a tough matchup, but the Nuggets, I think will beat the Rockets. The Clippers are probably going to win in six or seven games. They'll be favored heavily. And based off of that last game, which I do think there were some weird circumstances with, you know, I've said consistently, I think Denver can beat them. I think they can, but there's also a really strong possibility. I'd have to say like maybe 60, 40 that the, the Clippers win. And so like you made the second round and you put up a good showing, but that's two years in a row that you only made the second round. So now what? There's a possibility in the group play, as we discussed, that you could just not make it at all. Like if you make it into a group where um, the tier four team is Dallas and the tier five team is new Orleans and the tier three team is the Sixers and the tier one team is the Lakers. Denver's not getting out of that. That's a death group. Denver's not getting out of it. Not happening. So if that happens, then it's a complete disaster and you didn't even make it out of the rounds, but you can also kind of, you can kind of, I think brush it off and be like, look, weird circumstances clearly weren't in rhythm. It was like the pandemic messed everything up. We had a really good shot and then we wound up in this weird format and we got a bad bracket. What are you going to do? Like you can kind of throw it away. Like if you lose this year, you can kind of throw it away. But the upside is like, like I said, if you wind up in a Raptors and Pacers and all these other teams that you feel confident that the Nuggets can beat, you can really make a run, you know, and you can wind up 
on the other side of the bracket from the Lakers. Like if they finish with the best record, let's say, let's say hypothetically that the NBA said, whatever your record is, um, whatever your record is in group play is your seeding in the tournament. So if you go five or 10 and 0, you have, or eight now, if you go eight and 0, okay, then you get the number one seed. And if another team also goes 8-0, whichever you had the better regular season record gets the one seed. Let's say the Denver wound up in a situation where they went 8-0. And the Lakers went 8-0. Well, okay, so now the Lakers are the one seed because they had the better regular season. But now Denver's on the other side, and Denver wouldn't have to play them until the finals. Imagine if I told you that the Nuggets would not have to play the Lakers until the finals. Hmm? Hmm? So like I said, I mean, a lot of this is just going to get down to I think people are uncomfortable with the idea of changing things so dramatically. I think people are uncomfortable with the idea of introducing this much chaos. I think people are uncomfortable with trying this out under the weird circumstances that the bubble is going to provide and all the very real serious health risks that the players are under. So there's a good possibility that this does not happen. I do not think that the board of governors will wind up voting for this measure despite the league's lean towards it. I don't think the support's going to be there. But it's an interesting idea, and it's an interesting concept. We'll keep you updated on what's going on. I will be back with an episode with Adam tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Check out BuiltBar.com slash LockedOn for $10 off of your order. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNuggets. Follow the entire LockedOnNBA crew at LockedOnNBANet. And I'll talk to you guys again next time on another edition of LockedOnNuggets. Nuggets.